Welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. I'm Aaron Richmond. Tonight, like all other episodes, is of course copywritten by me, Aaron Richmond, and Aaron's Opinion. Thank you. You can watch us right here on YouTube, where so many of you do. Um, along with listening on iTunes or wherever you get a podcast. Don't forget, 1240-681-9869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. Comment below, follow on Facebook, Twitter, even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. I would appreciate the support. Tonight, we are joined by Sprint. Uh, Sprint Ravers, he joins us from the Millennial View podcast. Welcome to Aaron's Opinion. So in case a listener is, is wondering, so what is the Millennial View podcast? How did you get into that? Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was definitely a pleasure. Um, the Millennial View podcast, it started in October. Um, basically, it's a podcast that covers a variety of topics. It could be anything such as culture, lifestyle, entertainment, music, um, news, international, local, whatever um yeah it's something that i've been wanting to do ever since i graduated from the university at albany um i graduated in 2018 with a bachelor's in communication in english um currently i'm a special ed teacher at a high school ah. yes i teach a work-based learning program it's a course on how to be a successful employee in the work environment and acquiring a career. And right now I'm in my current se second season of the Millennial View podcast, by the way, which is streaming on YouTube and other listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple. So if you guys want to check that out, it's the Millennial View podcast on YouTube and other streaming platforms. Cool, cool. Well, guys, click click the link in the description for more information. Well, you know, as someone who's blind and as a successful blind person, I really appreciate um, the fact that you're a special education teacher. That is that is so valuable and so important. So thank you. Um, I mean, it really has nothing to do with the podcast, but how did you get into the special ed field? Okay, so I've been working with um, children for several amount of years. So actually, um, one of my dad's friends, she's a higher up at the school. So it was kind of like a connect thing. And yeah, it actually was, I, it's my second year here. And it's, you know, my first two years working with um, special ed students. Um, I figured, I knew it would be different because I'm used to working with general education kids. Um, I wasn't really like nervous. I just knew I was gonna walk into something that I'm not familiar with, but and, you know, it's it's pretty good working there. Okay, okay, good, good. Um, and you say you teach a basically teach a course that helps the students to be able to enter the workplace. What are some of the um, activities, and what are some of the things you teach them, and you know, what are all of the activities that that you help them uh, that you teach them? Yeah. Okay, so my first year there, we um, each student was assigned to a job site. So my group was assigned to, well, I had to do it twice a week. So I had to do it for two homerooms. So I had two groups. One group would go to 
Old Navy on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, our, our group would go to Barnes and Noble. So basically they would do um like floor work, um, whether it's rearranging shoes, um, scanning books in the stock room, you know, the little stuff, not, you know, nothing crazy, like ringing up customers but, or anything but the, like that. But still important. But the point is, is that that's a job that needs to be done. And that's still important and valuable to those companies. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the first year, but, you know, due to the um, lockdown that occurred in March, you know, that was cut short early. So now we're currently, um, currently we're just learning um, interview etiquette and we're bringing special guests to practice those interview skills. That's really good. Well, I, I love that. Keep up. Uh, well, God, well, for one, God bless you for that and keep up your great work. You will be um, that you, you th- thank you for doing the right thing. Now back to the podcasting. All right. So I'll tell you, you know, guys, um, Sprint uh, does not know me and I really do not know Sprint apart from the name of the podcast. So I'll tell you that I got into podcasting a couple years ago, really, because I was listening to podcasts for the blind audience. There are several that are just that podcast for a blind audience or people with disabilities. And I felt that those podcasts simply were really not approachable in the sense of guests just couldn't come up to the podcast and introduce themselves and have a conversation. And I love to complain. I love to talk to people and I love to educate people. So I felt, well, since I love complaining, educating and talking, why don't I talk to myself? And that became a podcast. And that's how I started to gain listeners. And then over time, I got into, you know, the Zoom and then the YouTube and then, you know, kind of built it upwards from there to where it is now. So, so are you the creator of, of the Millennial View podcast or are you simply one of the people who puts it together? What, and what was your, you know, inspiration for setting that up? Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, so as I stated before, I'm a, I graduated, graduated with a bachelor's in communication. So I like discovered that I actually enjoy public speaking and that's not a strength that everyone has because a lot of people tend to be nervous when they're like presenting, you know, projects or sharing their points of view in front of a big audience. Like I realized that, oh, I could do this, you know? So um, about two years ago, I actually hosted a competition and it was my first, you know, time hosting an event and it was uh, quite a big audience and you know, I, I was prepared for it, but I was supposed to, you know, work with someone for it, but they arrived late. So I kind of like had to wing everything. Um, I didn't choke or anything. Like it still went well, even though the co-host arrived late, like I was still able to, you know, provide excitement throughout the entire show. And it's like, after that, I really like realized, like, I need to get into stuff like this more. I need to start, you know, hosting things. I need to, like, start a podcast right away, <laughs> you know? But um, funny thing is that I actually started with someone else when this podcast began back in October. I started with someone else, but they kind of dropped the ball. But I picked up the ball and I just kept walking with it. So now, you know, 
I'm enjoying, you know, doing the podcast m- by myself. Um, but I'm bringing guests, like, you know, for certain topics and even interviews as well. So, you know, it's still fun. Sure, sure. Excellent. And what event did you have the opportunity of hosting? What, like, what was that show? So it was um, the dance hall competition in 2019. It was at the University of Albany, which I attended, as I stated before. Um, Yeah, so it's basically a competition where teams get together and they compete for the grand prize. Um, I can't remember what the grand prize really was. Uh, But yeah, so they compete. And then usually at the end, uh, dance hall artists um, perform. So those of you that are not familiar with um, dancehall, dancehall is the music that is played in Jamaica. Oh, excellent! And um, uh, if if you do not mind me asking, are you are, are are you originally from Jamaica? Yes, I am. Oh, that's so good, so cool. So, so what part of Jamaica did you grow up in? Oh, uh, Montego Bay. Montego Bay, cool, cool. I've never been down there to Jamaica, but once you. Uh, once we complete this episode, I'm going to add you to my private group on WhatsApp where you'll meet all of the guests um, who have been on Aaron's opinion so far over the past year or so. And uh, two of them, uh, actually, two of them are Jamaicans and okay. both of them are podcasters. And one of them has a radio show in Jamaica on an, on an internet station. So, okay. so good. So good. Yeah. Um, closest thing, I mean... The closest I was to Jamaica, which isn't really that close, was I have been to St. Lucia, as a matter of fact. I did some volunteering work there. So I kind of know a little bit about the life, you know, the life in that in that region of the world. And so it's a wonderful life. It's a very nice place. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, before the pandemic, um, did you go back to Jamaica, you know, once a year? Uh, no, I did not. Um, it's actually been quite some time since I've been back there. I see. I see. Cool, cool. Do you still like follow the news and follow the headlines from Jamaica? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's cool. I don't I don't miss one second of what goes on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. And anyway, anyway, well that well that is good. Okay. So on the on the millennial view, what what are some what have been some interesting episodes that you have recorded and what have been some interesting um, topics that you've already covered along with? So, you know, it's called the millennial view. So what is your view on, on society? So, okay. Um, I recorded one episode um, on, I think, I think it's episode nine in the first season. Um, I brought my cousins on there um, it's called a message to Black America. Um, basically, this guy named um, I can't remember his name now. I think it's Tariq Nashad. Yes, Tariq Nashad. Um, he's a director of some film um, that talks about the Haitian Revolution. So he was on Instagram Live with my cousin. And they were having an argument because he, you know, he didn't say some very nice things about Jamaicans. He made it feel like that Black Americans are, you know, more superior than Jamaicans. And they've done so much for the Black community that they made it feel like, oh, Jamaicans haven't done anything. 
So my thing is like, I didn't appreciate the fact that he was trying to separate black Americans from Jamaicans because the common denominator between us is that we're all black. You understand? So yeah, I we spoke about that and we were just trying to spread the message that listen, there's no need to discriminate just because we come from different cultures or different nationalities. There's no need for that. The same time, you know, we're all black. And you know, we still face the same struggles that black Americans face every day. For example, the you know, police brutality, what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, we still can face that because of the color of our skin. You understand? So yes, yes, I do. So so you know, like covering that, I feel like it was very necessary to, you know, spread that message to not even just millennials, but you know, Gen Z, baby boomers, you name it. All of this is basically just coming from a millennial's perspective. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I I, com- I completely agree with you, um, and and I'm and I'm and I'm Polish. You know, my my heritage comes comes from Poland, and there's I I also have a I I will tell you po- point blank that I have a zero tolerance policy for disrespectful guests or mm-hmm. discrimination or ignorance. And I, will, and I will tell you two things, that there have been a couple of guests who've come to this show in the past, in the far past, to whom I perhaps maybe didn't publish the episode, or maybe I don't talk to them anymore because they are not respectful people. So guys, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is the wisdom behind this. Never tolerate someone who's an ignoramus. Please don't. Please don't. But I will also tell you at the same time, in the art of podcasting, okay, you're always, every once in a while, you're going to get a character on your show. It's just, it's just part, of the, part of the art of podcasting. Eventually, you're going to get a guest who is ignorant on purpose or is ignorant because, they're, because they truly are. And there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to be done about it, you know. But but I I, I agree with you. Not, not only is, is there no need to, to discriminate, to be discriminatory, but it just shouldn't be a behavior that is acceptable. And, and I don't know why. I, I really don't know why, actually. That's why I'm asking the question. I don't know why so many people are willing to behave like that. Because it makes the, because the person doing the discriminating, it just kind of makes them look uneducated. And it makes them seem less credible and less believable. So I don't oh. know. I don't know. Because I, th- I thought people wanted to be believed. Well, if you want to be believed, stop being, stop being ignorant and start being respectful. And so I, so know that Aaron's opinion is the most respectful and the most open podcast on iTunes. So, so just know that, that you, you have, you have my support uh, on that. And I, I complete, I could not agree with you more. And I am quite frankly, fed up with, with ignoramuses myself. Even in my, even in my, even in my community, even in my community of, of my of my people, we still have ignoramuses on my side. Tr- trust me, we we got them. And every every culture has them. Trust me. Right, every culture has its good apples and its bad apples. And you know, some of those bad apples they practice these behaviors for attention. 
Yes, they to be honest, do. that's that's just what they do. They they like they really don't know what they're talking about. They're just all doing it for the attention and the image. That's it. It's these. I, I why, guys, haven't I been saying this? Have you been listening to Aaron's opinion? This is exactly what I've been teaching people. A lot of times, people act up simply because they just want the attention. Some people are just thrive on attention. Okay, I don't thrive on attention. I thrive on knowledge. I thrive on educating people. I thrive on helping other podcasters, right? But I don't want attention. Actually, it's the last thing I want. So, yeah, I don't know why people are like that, but that's that's people, I guess. Yeah, and the problem is it only takes one bad apple, you know, to 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 destroy the whole or, orchard or, or um, you know, orchard, I guess, of of knowledge that we have. So, yeah, that's that's that's, that's frustrating, but that will also never end. There's always another it's always another ignoramus that is is born every day, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And the other and the other thing is to know when to ignore, to when to do a lot of uh, constructive ignoring, and I've had to do it um, for dealing with you know society, my disability, my situation, you know, my views on the world. Sometimes I just have to ignore people. <laughs> right. You know. So, um, well, that's that's interesting. So, okay, what are what have been some other topics, some other serious topics that you've gotten into? Hmm. Uh. Um, so another one, and I was actually talking to a friend about this today because she was checking out one of my episodes. Um, the episode is called Words Matter. Um, I feel like people do not realize that words can have power. We may say, okay, actions speak louder than words, but depending on what's said. And everything is said for a reason. You can't just say something and you know not mean it because it's like what was the purpose of saying it you understand so yes. the example i used was um oh you know you're you've been dating someone and then you tell them i love you but you know then you realize oh you made a mistake that you should have never said that no something caused you to say it something sparked in you to say that so it's like, you can't just say something and then just not mean it. Like, there's literally, like, no purpose in saying, you know, something that's, you know, strong, you know, if you didn't mean it. So, you know, that's why I try to explain to people, like, words definitely matter. Like, words definitely play a part. Right. They do. They do. Which is why I think that podcasting is is such an effective way such an effective art form for for our, our our people you know our generation because we're able to connect with an audience only based on what we say so i mm -hmm. think it i think it does matter what we say and you know some people of course watch the show because they you know they like my youtube channel they like the way i look they want to see my face how i talk you know um and that's and that's fine but i i do think overall as far as content creation and art goes i think words do matter now in life in other ways well Sometimes actions can speak louder than words, but we still need to listen. And I, I think that's it's a very extremely good point. I, I... Right. And when and when um so when some of us fall down, you know, sometimes we need to hear those words so that we could get right back on our feet and just keep moving. Right. You know, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, hear some encouraging words because those encouraging words can give us an extra push. Mm -hmm. 
And okay, so um, how do you structure your podcast? Do you do like interviews like this? Do you do um, episodes where you just talk, you know, just do a solo where you just talk about certain things that are going on or how do you structure it? So basically um, throughout majority of the first season, it's just me being solo um, except for the message to black america episode and i also did a top five dance out songs of 2020 um episodes for fun with my cousins um but the majority of episode one is me being solo um depending on the topic i would bring a guest but i wouldn't say i really like interview them like we would just discuss it and then maybe we would exchange questions to each other however my latest upload was my first official interview with someone that actually had went viral on social media. Um, we spoke about um, dance hall and, uh, and him growing up in Connecticut. And he's actually Greek. So he's not really Jamaican, but he got into the dance hall culture. So mm. I took the time out to, um, you know, learn about how he got into the culture and what life was like growing up in Connecticut around other Jamaicans that live there, that live in Connecticut. Huh, huh. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't necessarily, I was not, I mean, I'm not surprised that there's a Jamaican community in Connecticut. I know there's a Jamaican, you know, many Jamaicans in New York. I know that, but I was Yes, so, definitely. Yes, it's very well known that there's a community of Jamaicans in, in New York and probably all over the country. I didn't know there was a community in Connecticut though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, Northeast, you're definitely going to have um, Jamaican communities, but New York really has like, New York is one of the states that has a Jamaican dominance in the state. I, I, I see, I see. And so why is that, by the way? Why have so many Jamaicans made New York their home over the centuries? So basically, you know, when they migrate, they either go to Florida because Florida is pretty much like the closest and, you know, Florida has the good weather. And um, I, I think they do it because it's more opportunity in New York. It's more like job opportunities that you can, you know, acquire. And I guess like New York is a well-known um, place in the world, you could say. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty, well, I would say more, more of the job opportunities acquiring, that's like the reason why people, um, from Jamaica come up. Well, good. Great. Yeah. So, and how, I'm just curious, how did this Greek guy become friends with these Jamaicans and then get into the dance hall culture, as you've said? Okay. So basically he's had a friend that he went to high school with and he was Jamaican and, you know, they became good friends. It got to the point where, you know, he will go to his house and he met the family and the family would start speaking Patwa. Patwa is what we speak in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my opinion, Patwa is something that's not taught. Patwa is something that's picked up. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's impossible to like teach Patois, Patois is not really like a foreign language. It's broken up English, you know? So, because um, foreign English, foreign languages, sorry, foreign languages are 
basically taught like Spanish, French, Italian, German. Those are taught. Or Patois, no, Patois is something that's picked up. So he's like been around them so much. He started to pick it up. And then he started listening. Yeah. And then he started that's listening. That's funny. That's new- cool. Yeah, he picked it up probably because it sounded cool. You know, I, I know what you're talking about. So no, I, you know, as a, as a French speaker, French is my second language. Um, you know, do not let anyone tell you that, that, that your patois is not, is not a language. It definitely is. It's definitely a separate language from English. Um, because if you start speaking, you know, patois really quickly, I probably could not understand you. Um, and you definitely have some, have some, you know, Jamaican expressions and Jamaican words that, you know, American people just wouldn't, they wouldn't understand you at all. So there's definitely some words from Jamaica, um, you know, that are not said in, in, in the States at all. So it's, no, you definitely have your own language. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny because in majority of my episodes, I'm like always speaking possible because that's never going to go anywhere. That's basically my true identity. However, I still like, you know, like to mix it in with, you know, English, because I know I have American viewers as well. So, you know, I don't think it would be like fair to like speak strictly Pato all the time. You know, so, you know, I like to like balance it between both of those. That's cool. That's cool. That is so good. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you broadcast in, in your native language of Pato. That's, that's really that, that impresses me. That's so good. Th- thank you for yeah. doing that because it helps to maintain that language and to make sure that people keep hearing it and keep remembering Jamaica for that beautiful way that you speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I'm all about representation. That's all that is. I'm all about representation. I'm, well, you should, you should, <laughs> when you come over to my WhatsApp group, man, you should, you should, you should talk some of that patois in the, in the voice messages to the other Jamaican. <laughs> you should, you should, you know, one of those people, um, there, there's, there, there's some characters and they, they would get a kick out of that, you know, try to yeah. see, you should, you should try that to see if I can understand and, and, and see, see how much you can get away with. Right. I mean, um, you, Hey, you might pick it up yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. I mean, honestly, I, I just I just love hearing Jamaicans. I just love hearing that that Jamaican language. Can you can you give me some sentences, some really beautiful sentences that really illustrate the, the grace and beauty of that language? Can you talk a little bit in it? Uh, all right. So, um, what would I say? All right. So basically, I'm gonna introduce myself. Hear me, I said, people. They don't know. So I sprint three of the day. I see me, and you are now tuned into the millennial view. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I understood it. You said what your name was. Your, you said, my name is, is, is a sprint uh, ravers. And then you said, you, you know, you're tuned into the millennial view. So like, I, I understood you, but like you, like, um, uh, as you, 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 you know how French, you know, when people hear French as you know, they always say it's such, such a beautiful language, like with that, mm. with that Jamaican way that you're able to speak it, it's so like, um, you know, you got that perfect rhythm and that like nice, that nice flavor in, in the, in the back of it, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, that's so nice to hear that. So it's something so positive and interesting about, about the, that whole, that whole personality, you really plug in the personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's very soothing, very interesting way of talking. Def, definitely. But it's still, it's still kind of a separate language, right? Because if you, if you were going to like take notes and you were going to literally write down what you just said, 
you would spell the words differently, right? Yeah, so it'll be then, spelled then it's it's a separate language then. It's a separate mm -hmm. language for, for sure. If you're completely altering the spelling of words or spelling certain things or using different words, um, then you know, then then it's it's your own language. Well, that's so how many other Jamaican podcasters have you contacted? Um, well, I haven't really like contacted any. However, one of the reasons, well, one one of the well-known Jamaican podcasters that I know actually, you know, there were another form of inspiration that um, pushed me to start the podcast. It's a podcast called Let's Be Honest Podcast. Um, it's hosted by Jay Frey and Chevy. Um, they definitely, you know, inspired me to start my own podcast. I mean, I follow them actually on Instagram and I think they follow me back and they also view my stories as well. But we haven't like got in contact or anything like that. Well, what are you what are you so afraid of? Are you, are you, you should you 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 should you you should reach out to them. Reach reach out to their show and invite them on, you know, as as you, a you know, it's funny. You're absolutely right, because I, yo, so far, like you you're like the second you know content creator that i've collaborated with ever since this year started and you know i'm also collaborating with another content creator that i went to middle school with so hey this is the year for me to you know start you know getting my stuff out there building my brand letting the people know who i am you know that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, my advice is you just, you just have to jump in the deep end. You know, you just have to start reaching out to people, you know, guys, when I reach out to podcasters, I reach out to a lot of them. Um, and some, some get back to me and some don't. So it's like, you never know who's going to get back to you. And then you never know what a great episode you have the potential of recording. The way I see it, it's always a win-win when I reach out to someone because I'm able to help. I'm able to connect, you know, connect them to my community and just help them to grow their channel or help them to, to spread their message. So that's, that's why, so that's why I, I, I reached out to you because I saw what you were doing on Facebook. You boosted a post. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I've never listened to what you do, but you know, in all honesty, I just wanted to keep, keep producing content that other people will like and, and someone who's boosting posts and producing their own content that for me, that's someone who I should listen to and should, should be supportive of. So that's in case you're wondering, Hey, why, why that's why. Um, but that, but that's funny though. That's, that, that's interesting. Uh, um, so are there like, um, in Jamaica, do you ever, I mean, I guess you, I guess you kind of don't, but <laughs> do, you, do you ever like talk to like any of the radio stations? Cause there's a lot of, I mean, I can tell you from my own WhatsApp group, um, from what I know from the other Jamaicans that I know in the group, there's a lot of radio stations in Jamaica and the Caribbean. Have you talked to them? Um, well, I haven't um, spoke to anyone in that area. However, you have those kind of radio stations in New York City. Mm -hmm. So um, my friend actually, um, I think she's an intern at... Um, 93.5 i haven't spoke to her in months but um i'm pretty sure she's aware that you know i have a podcast and hey maybe you know if you, so if, put if in you a know, word <laughs> but, but if you know but let's 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 let's, let's cl clarify here so if you never spoke to her how, how can you be so sure that she's aware of you <laughs> no you're absolutely right i mean you never know like, people that you haven't spoken to 
people people that you haven't spoke to in in months you know sometimes they'll people that you haven't spoke to in months or people that maybe have cut you off they could be watching you still well that's oh that's okay so you're saying you might okay so maybe you can also say that maybe you feel like you have a silent listener who happens to be working at this radio station, right? Probably have a probably have a lot of silent listeners out there, a lot yeah. of silent viewers, you know. So like like example, let's say you and a friend guys had a fallout, right? And oh yeah, you notice that they're watching your stuff on IG or you know YouTube. Or they're still liking your content on Facebook, you know, and you guys no contact whatsoever, you know. So you're always gonna have silent viewers and silent listeners. But, I, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't like really um, I haven't started getting in contact with any of you know um any radio stations yet, but that's definitely coming. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, good. It never, it never hurts to reach out. And you, you know, I found, I'll tell you, I found in the art of podcasting, either people say, yes, they want to come on the show or they just don't answer, but you don't have to be all nervous. If the person doesn't want to come on there, they aren't going to send you some rude message, you know, Yeah. Or, right. Exactly. Or, 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 you know what, or if they do, you don't want them on the show. So right. there you, so there you go. Well, cool, man. Um, okay. Um, well, that's, that's, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, it's back to the back to the language thing. You know, I'm, I, I teach English as a second language. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't tell people who I work for, but I, I work online. It's a bit of a long story. Anyway, I, I love talking about languages. And when I was volunteering in St. Lucia, many years ago now, um, because French is my second language, I was able to understand the language of St. Lucia, their Creole that they speak down there. But um, I could understand the verbs, but then they came up with other nouns. So it was funny. I knew what actions they were going to take. I just didn't know with what they were going to take them with. <laughs> so it's, it can be really cool when you, when you hear the influences. But yeah, in the Caribbean, there's a lot of languages, actually. Um, right. Yeah, like uh, all sorts of ancient languages that are probably not being spoken. So that's why, guys, if you're a podcaster out there, say, I wonder. Um, oh, this is, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here. You know, um, you know, the island nation of um, Aruba, you know, on that island, um, actually, um, the first nation's language of that island is actually a language called Papa Numento. I wonder if there's ever been a podcast, if there's a podcaster out there who records in Papa Numento. Yeah, I've never even been to Aruba a day in my life. But <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't hurt to like see if there's a podcast that speaks in that language too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, there are podcasts from all over the world, but I've found that the majority of podcasters podcast usually in English, but it does depend on the country. I don't know. I'm sure that right. there is on some of those other islands, some podcasters that only podcast in those ancient languages. It would be hard Absolutely. to find, but I'm sure they I'm sure they do it. I don't know. Just so if you're if you're from Aruba and you speak Papa Numento, I'd love to hear from you. I'd also mm-hmm. love to hear from the world too. Um, but anyway, that's, that's all, that's all fascinating. So what are some hobbies that you do when you aren't teaching or, you know, re- or uh, recording content? Absolutely. So I'm a dancer. Um, I dance the dance hall. I've been dancing since I was 13 years old. Um, I'm also a weightlifter. I'm very into fitness. Good. Um, fitness is definitely key 
Um, I ran track and I played soccer as a kid and even in college as well, high school. Um, I like to roller skate on my free time because I feel like roller skating is one of the most fun things to do out there. Even if I can't do the tricks that, you know, you see the people do in the South, <laughs> they skate backwards and then they spin around, do all these tricks. Like I always found that fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, I like to play sports as well, even though, you know, I was dedicated to soccer and track. I like to play a little basketball, you know, a little bit of bowling. Um, I like to take pictures as well. Um, as a kid, I was never really photogenic. Um, I always hated the camera because, you know, I just didn't want to take pictures. But now, like, I've learned that self-love is important, that I always want the camera on me now. So, yeah, I really do love to take pictures. And, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's, that, that, that's excellent. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned basketball. That kind of reminds me of, of NBA. You know, you, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of foreigners who play in the NBA. Are, are, are there any Jamaicans who are playing in the NBA? Mm, maybe, maybe they have Jamaican parents, but Jamaican born? I don't think so. Huh. I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, not I that I not that I know of, because you know, I'm not too too deep into NBA. I know mm-hmm. a little bit of NBA knowledge, but as far as I know, like I haven't heard of any Jamaican-born NBA players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. Um, the that, that whole that whole news. That whole notion. Well, good. Yeah, I have a I have a Segway um, electric scooter that I take out around my neighborhood when it's uh, not snowing. It's snowing here right now, uh, which mm-hmm. means it's probably snowing there. But in in summer, yeah. in summer when there's more light and I can be out outdoors more, I love getting out and getting on the scooter and just just being outside and getting some fresh air. It's really it's really refreshing. So. Uh, that's really important to to be outside when you can because so much time in the states. It's too cold um, for a lot of the year, actually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, um, well, that that is that is all really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are some what are some questions that you have for me? You know, um, sure. So, so yeah, you have you're you're blind, right? Um. Have you ever felt like rejected by others that don't have the same condition as you? Like, did you ever feel like you were judged? Man, by- man, that was that was a meg. You know what? You know what? I I love the work that you're doing as a teacher. You are an amazing special education teacher because that was a perfect question. I would just give that question a hundred percent on on an exam. I really would magnificent Mm -hmm. absolutely yes there is discrimination and prejudice all over the blindness community um i have glaucoma um and then people have all these other other diseases and other things wrong with their eyes and no my condition's worse no yours is worse no yours is worse no i won't be friends with you because you didn't go to the right school that i went to and there's there's Mm -hmm. it's a brilliant question thank you for asking me that that was really good god that was great um 
there absolutely, you know, and I've never thought of it too much. There absolutely is. Um, and it's a huge problem because it's completely disabling a lot of blind people all over the world from being able to make meaningful, meaningful relationships and meaningful friendships with people. And we've been having a lot of struggles lately in the blindness community, like, like all of us are dealing with the stress, you know, of the, of the pandemic and being at home and being stuck and, you know, doing that. So I think it's, I think if there's ever a time to put aside your diff, our differences from whatever, wherever they come from, wherever they stem, now might be a great time, right? Mm -hmm. I think I think that time is now because we get we should be using this time to be getting over some of the problems that I've been talking to you guys about in society that I've been seeing. You know, we talk we talk a lot about the different problems that we've been seeing in 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 society, and that's that was. Th thank you for asking. I love that. That was a really that was a really thoughtful question. Yeah. Um, no, so have absolutely. you have have you ever met? Well, okay. So, um, well, I mean, you you know, you work with students with disabilities, but are 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 any of them blind? No. Oh, okay. Um, you're Just actually the first. You're actually the first blind person I've encountered. So this is definitely when you told me that, like, I was I was intrigued. You know, because <laughs> being that, <laughs> I mean, all right, all right, being that being that I I work in you know. Uh, especially at a high school and these children, you know, they have different disabilities, learning, physical, mm -hmm. emotional, social, you name it. But, you know, when you told me that, I was like, oh, okay, this is different. But, you know, it's something that I can relate to because, you know, I work with, you know, children with similar disabilities, you know? So I see it. Like, I see it every day. Like, I've seen, like, you know, some of these students get, treated differently because they don't know the year that slavery was abolished or they don't know the slope intercept form or some of them can't even read i've i've seen it i've seen you know the judgment flowing yeah you know, I, I would tell my students that listen believe it or not we are all human and we are all here to be the best we can be no matter what condition we are in we are here for a purpose you get me so oh yeah i you know i i make i make sure i give them that reassurance you know every now and then because again that, that traces back to um my episode these words matter these words need to be said to everybody, you know, that way they can understand. You you are you are so right, and I am so glad. Every guest, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how I managed to do it, guys. I, I must, I you know, every episode, I'm happier and happier when I record every single episode because every guest just keeps getting better. And I mm -hmm. am really glad that we're podcast buddies, podcast friends, however you want to look at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm really, I am really glad that you're going to be added in my group and my group, my group is going to get, get a real kick out of you. They're real, man. Oh man, you better have your A game in that WhatsApp group. Cause there's going to be, there's going to be some questions and some, 
some comments and some complaints. But oh, let me... yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <clears throat> fine. I could take it. I could. I could take the heat. <laughs> oh, well, you well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it. Not to worry though. It, it, it is as I say. Just like Aaron's opinion is the most open and kindest podcast on iTunes. So is my WhatsApp mm-hmm. group for the guests. So it's it, and I and I own it. I'm, I'm the, I'm the administrator. So, mm-hmm. well, um. If you could one one more one more question before we really get down to to the end of of everything that I want to say and tell you on this episode, but if you could interview only one guest and and not not me, if you could interview mm. only one guest in the world on on your podcast, who would you interview and why? Mm, that is an excellent question. Um, if I can interview one guest. It would probably have to be Usain Bolt. I would, you know what, you know what, I was, I would, when you mentioned the track, I thought Usain Bolt. That's that's the name that popped into my head. Well, yeah. Why don't well, why don't you do? Why don't you take some of this motivation that you have now, some of this strength from recording with me? Why don't you take it over to the marketing, the public page for Usain Bolt? Maybe his his profile. I don't know his public page or something. Oh no! I, yeah, absolutely. Like. Me, like, I would definitely interview you saying, but why? Because, you know, the success that he's done over the years, you know, putting our country on the map, mm-hmm. you know, we receive, it's like receiving so much love. It's, it's, it's overwhelming, you know? Um, I mean, and even myself, like at one point I wanted to, um, I wanted to go to Olympics at one point, but, um, I came down with a quad injury and um, my senior year was cut short. Like my season was cut short, so I couldn't really compete. And, you know, they said if I aggravated more, then, you know, it could really like end like my career or something. So, you know, I had to, you know, cut my um, career short. So, you know, um, and then, you know, he's retired now. So, you know, I would want to know like what life is like, what his life was like and how he actually handled, how did he feel about retiring? Because, you know, some people may um, feel emotional about it and some people may feel proud of, you know, the things that they've done and they feel like, you know, I did what I needed to do. Now I can relax, <laughs> I can rest. Definitely. That would be a good one. Well, who knows? You should try. Try to get him on your show. No, definitely. That, that would be that would be really fascinating. Americans know who, even if you are not Jamaican, you know who he is. Though the media talks about him when he was in the Olympics, everybody knows about you know know knows about Usain Bolt. Really, really fascinating person for for sure. Hmm. Well, um, you asked. All the questions I always like to say, if you can ask me only one question to make me sweat to see if I'm worth my salt. Well, you ask it. You asked a magnificent question. Um, mm-hmm. And since you have such a magnificent question, I was wondering, do you want to sing for us a little bit to, to walk us out of here? Can you sing the Jamaican national anthem with your beautiful patois? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm really not the best singer. Okay. I'm not even gonna okay. lie to you. Oh. <laughs> well, you, well, you can, well, you can lie. I, I, I allow, I, I allow lying on my show. You just, you, you just, nah, you just have to be nice nah, about it. <laughs> I mean, no. Nah. 
<laughs> I really can't. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, um, one of the other, the other person, the other Jamaican, the other Jamaican sung it on my podcast a long time ago. That's that's how I know. That's how I know it is a beautiful anthem. Anyway, anyway, so okay. Well, this this was a fun one, guys. Really fat. A lot of a lot of great a lot of great material to think about. A lot of food for thought. Um, so if someone wants to get in touch with you personally, how do they go about doing that? Okay, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at Sprint Specialist with two underscores after. Um, my podcast page is at the Millennial View underscore. That's on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's and what about your? Doing. And what about you? Why well, I, I usually like to put the YouTube link. So you're you're also oh, on yes. YouTube, right? So, yes. Yeah, so my YouTube, um, it's the Millennial View Podcast. Cool, cool. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, very, well, very good. Well, um, Sprint, I, I wish you very good health. I wish the world very good health to all of our listeners from around the world. Don't forget, everybody, 1240-681-9869. 1240-681-9869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook, Twitter, comment below on YouTube, become a patron if you want from my Patreon page. Um, and uh, thanks so much, everybody. First snow of the year, I guess we're fully into winter. And that was a, another magnificent episode of Aaron's Opinion podcast, where we definitely talked, spoke about issues all over the world, certainly in the blindness community, but issues about society. So I enjoyed that one as always. That was a great one. All right, everybody. Take care of yourselves. And uh, from us at Aaron's Opinion, um, keep podcasting. Uh, and as I like to say on this show, help one person today, help a million people tomorrow.